And currently we have 39 degrees in Appomattox, 38 in Amherst, 43 in Salem and Roanoke, 40 in Danville, 39 in Bedford, and 38 in Lynchburg. And a uh, a quick reminder mm-hmm. that the deer are just losing their minds. They're plentiful, too. Right now. It's like a big party. Yeah. Well, I mean... Love is in the air. Every, Everywhere I look, I look around. Yeah, yeah. For true. sure. Yeah. So you definitely need to, you know, kind of keep that in mind because <laughs> it's a little bit, little bit crazy. They're getting a little bit, you know, it's that time of year, right, where that happens. Yeah. So. Yeah. We don't want to deny them love. No. Well. <laughs> yeah. That. <laughs> Uh, you can't. They won't be denied. Oh, they it's won't. not a no, matter no. of. We're, we're invading their territory. Exactly. You know, That's exactly I mean, right. Just, it is what it is. Yeah. And, and Although I will tell you. Stay out of their way. My uh, my husband is hating on him some squirrels this year. Why? What's up well, with the apparently squirrels? Apparently the squirrels are just very obnoxious and loud. Are they flipping him the bird again? Well, he'll say he, he thinks. They're so loud mm-hmm. that sometimes he thinks it's a, a buck or something. Oh, really? Oh, and they're okay. just like. Just, you know frolicking throwing them off right a little bit there yeah my squirrels man my squirrels they talk big time to each other Uh it's just crazy yeah and uh you know and and i think mainly what they're really upset about i don't know about you guys up in amherst we barely had any acorns right it's a problem there is an acorn shortage yes the chain the the chain you know the the supply chain is just almost non-existent and last year i mean we're gonna have to send them down to the acorn kitchen to get acorns for thanksgiving they're not going to have enough for thanksgiving do you remember last year now we have a metal roof Mm -hmm. on our our out building building, yeah yeah. and you would sit on the screened in porch and it was like you were being attacked right (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah especially when the wind would like we haven't had any of that this year yeah Yeah, it's it's a different year and i don't know what that means Maybe somebody in the farmer's almanac world can tell us well, it means what that means. That the animals are going to be hungry. They're going to be hungry and they're going to be desperate. Yeah. And I mean, they may come in with like ninja, you know, outfits on and fighting you for the food in your fridge. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's that. That's that's true. Be a little more generous with your food. I tell you what. Okay. Just full confession. Mm-hmm. I just you know I had a a biscuit I didn't eat, and yeah. I put it in the front yard. Uh oh. Guess what was looking at me six feet from my door this morning oh and that's where it it landed it was a doe looking right at me oh and uh i opened the door and i go oh hi (laughs) (laughs) and 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 you know what the doe said to me what next time don't bother putting any mustard on it It upsets my stomach she did not eat the biscuit (laughs) no it was eating the biscuit oh It, it had to be that's where i crumpled it up and put it in the front yard Okay. And uh, so anyway. I figured the birds or the. I, that's what I thought. The squirrels. The I didn't squirrels think a deer would, would mess with it, but apparently yeah. they like biscuits too. If you're hungry. Yeah. Then maybe maybe that's what you need to do. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this next story, but okay. I do want to uh, to mention it because I do think it matters. Mm-hmm. We've had an overabundance of these stories today. Uh, a female reproductive health charity is getting a lot of pushback. Okay reproductive health charity so it's a charity for a disease um that deals with endometriosis which a lot of of women deal with it's Mm -hmm. very very painful Mm -hmm. um it can cause infertility right a lot of women suffer with it i mean it it's very it's hard to explain to someone who who has it at least touched 
right. that a little bit. Um, well, but it seems apparently, to me you'd want to pick somebody that maybe has struggled with that, or one would think. Um, but know. they announced that um, uh, he calls himself Steph Richards. He, he, he calls himself yes. A uh, transgender woman uses she/her pronouns. Was named the new CEO of the charity. The reason I wanted to um, to mention this is because just when you think things can't be any more ridiculous Absurd. than they are, yes. They are. Yeah. So this is their announcement. Hmm. It includes a picture of of Richards along with a quote that said, quote, isn't it ridiculous that I've got into my 40s before any medical professionals even mention endometriosis? To, to him. Right. Because he would suffer at his, right. at, at, as a man. Well, considering the fact that you have to have I don't know, a womb. Yeah, that would be helpful. A uterus. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think so, any intelligent doctor would. I mean, has your doctor. Basically you're, requirement. You're, you're 60. I mean, well, I mean, by I now, mean, I mean, he I, should I, be I, talking to you about it, endometriosis. Yeah, Did your doctor address that with you? Ed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, it's not enough that that they they do this. Right. Because, I, I mean, I suppose a man could be in charge of something like that. But to make a quote like that is even more insulting. I mean, this is just well, stuff you can't make up. It, it it just seems in my mind that it's it devalues what a woman goes through. It it does. It devalues and it. And I will tell you this. Cuz you can't even get a freaking woman to right. represent it. No, you have to get somebody who's playing a woman. And let me give you a little a bad bit play, of an idea. Is, when I was um when I was pregnant, I had Right male doctors and and i really liked them they were good doctors mm-hmm. it was fine right. but when they would weigh in on things like um you know how it feels to carry a baby or right. what the pain is going to be like sure. i just it just i had to laugh at them mm-hmm. and i was like you got to be kidding me there's no way yeah, you don't that you know what what i'm going through although i will tell you the female obgyns mm-hmm. were much less sympathetic Okay. <laughs> and you know wow. why? Because they've been through it. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting to when you think of, when you think about it, but that quote, that it was the quote that got me. Right. I mean, certainly if they're good at nonprofit work, a man could certainly do that. Sure. But don't throw on a bra and then say my doctor hasn't talked to me about endometriosis and I'm <laughs> in my 40s. Also a lie cuz you look well past your 40s. Sister, mister. That's all I'm saying. Can we just change directions? Yes, we are. Yes, we are going to change directions because we promised we would. A merry little Christmas. Yes. The blood pressure is coming down. Let's do that. Hmm. So, what do you got for me? (laughs) Well, some other people have better pronouns. I won't read those. It's going to take us away from the good feeling. So, so we were saying. That a lot of people are struggling this year, and, yeah. and I, I dare say anybody who really loves you would not want you to go into a bad way for Christmas. Yeah, just for them. I mean, you... um, there are ways to have an affordable, magical Christmas, even with no money at all. Yeah, that's true. It uh, certainly doesn't feel like the most wonderful time of the year when you're broke, uh, seeing people, you know, decorating and enjoy the holiday shopping and that type thing. It's very easy to get caught up in into the pressures of 
buying Mm -hmm. and buying more. Um, The Hallmark Christmas movies paint kind of an unrealistic picture of a perfect holiday. Uh, You can still find joy in the season. A few tips include putting what Christmas is all about first and foremost. Mm -hmm. You know, making sure that that's the focus of your celebration. Yeah. Uh, Getting crafty. Uh, making some homemade gifts and decorations. And let me say this, you don't have to be extremely artistic to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know one year for my uh, the neighbors, I, I did little little things. Um, I did seasoned salts. Oh, I did okay. the, the nice salts and I did like a rosemary thyme salt mm-hmm. or you can do like a, a lemon pepper salt mixture. And those gifts are, are very much appreciated sure, sure. by people. But if you go on places like um, Pinterest, you can find a lot of gifts that it's super easy for you to uh, for you to make. You definitely need to have a budget. Yeah. Uh, write everything down. Mm-hmm. That way you can see what you can afford, what you can cut from the uh, the budget. You need to include everything. That's your gifts, your decorations, your food, your travel costs. Write out every single expense to see you know what you're going to be able to to afford. Um, get a side hustle, you know. If, I, you know who I ran into? Who? Uh, <clears throat> the gentleman that uh, we had in here whose name slips my mind. I'm so sorry. But they were opening up the uh, the place, the little venue right there on uh, Candles Mountain Road. Uh-huh. A few, you know, about a month or so ago, and I went to their open house. And he was serving up uh, the meal before the Liberty game. Uh, not his regular job. And, he, and here's what he said to me. He said, hey, I got this little side job right now. Just help me out for Christmas. You know, Christmas is coming. What a different way to think of it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people just say, I'm going to stick it on that, you know, that little card over right. there. But he is doing a side hustle right now yeah. to earn extra money so he can buy Christmas presents. And there are a lot of things that you can do to, to make a little, uh, you know, some easier money there are Mm -hmm. sites like swag bucks that pays you to watch videos and take surveys i've Mm -hmm. done some of those before uh rakuten gives uh welcoming bonuses and things like that so there's a lot of things like that that you can can do uh send virtual greetings instead of mailing out christmas cards Mm -hmm. Uh, christmas cards are great but they can really put a dent in your budget and you can do you know a pretty nice little text that sends out yeah. you, know, you can decorate it up and mm-hmm. send it out to people and and they enjoy that i mean it's going to end up in the trash can anyway yeah. i mean it yeah. is mm-hmm. if we're being you know if we're being completely honest about that uh sell things you don't need mm. you know you uh can can kind of go through and see things that you're not using anymore particularly right, right now if you've got really nice christmas things that maybe you don't put out anymore you can sell those pretty easily yeah yeah, sure on places like marketplace and things like that um we even you know talk to my mark and i talk to you and care because we like to get together and do something but we're going to go and have a nice dinner right that's what we're going to do we're We're not going to do presents we're not going to exchange presents we're just going to hang out and spend time together yeah uh follow the four gift rule this is something that I did with my kids. Okay. Uh, it's hard not to be able to buy your kids all the presents that they want, but you are doing them a favor by not spoiling them. And it says the four gift rule means that you give your child only four presents, something they want, something they need, something to read, and something to wear. And that's it. Hmm. Um, we even went so far as to say, 
you know, even Jesus only got three gifts. <laughs> I mean, come on. True. Let's keep it, yeah. you know, but um, something they want, something they need, something to read mm-hmm. and something to wear. That's kind of a good that's guideline. Good, yeah. And you're teaching your kids something. Get me some way. myrrh, you know, essential oils <laughs> over there at Aldi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and if you don't use things like coin out or some of those other ones, you can scan your receipts and build up some uh, money back. I was talking to your wife about that. Okay. Too. So uh, we'll have some more of those tips as we get closer and closer. But it is important to really watch it. Nobody wants to be in a bad way. No. And because that bill comes due January, you know, so. Yeah. It's going to come due whether you're ready or not. Absolutely. If you have any suggestions that you'd like to make, why don't you text them in or call us. You can text them at 434-248-0704. And Reverend Al Green's going to give the phone number if you'd like to call. It's 819 here on the Morning Jam. Call Janet and Mark, 434-534-8500, or toll-free, 866-916-3776. Call The Morning Jam. The Morning Jam. You put it on your toast and on the radio at daybreak. The Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m., You know what I've been putting on my toast here lately are those scrumptious peanut butter. Um, I don't even know what you call it. It is a um, a special peanut butter that my brother and sister-in-law sent me. Five different kinds. Gourmet peanut butter, I guess you'd call it. Wow. Been putting that on my what toast. Was your, what was your favorite? Well, so far, I have to admit, the honey peanut butter. Oh, okay. Because it's the, they crunch up the nuts in tiny little, just like... You know, about the size of the sea salt. Okay. And, and, and it's a little bit smaller than the normal crunchy peanut butter, and they do it so well. So and give us examples. So you, honey peanut butter, which is a pretty traditional They have flavor. a raspberry one that has dried raspberries. or Okay. Yeah, it was raspberries or so blueberries. So it's almost like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, yeah, and, okay. and it's in there. And then there's one just called straight peanut butter, and you literally can pour it out of the jar. Oh. I've been dipping... Almost like a sauce. I've been dipping uh, whatchamacallits in there, the uh, the little square uh, Triscuits that you get over uh, at Aldi. Okay. I've been dipping the Triscuits in there. All right. And I then a chocolate dip. one. You said kind of like almost like a hazelnut kind yeah, of yeah. thing. And there's one that I they haven't do a lot. opened yet. Well, there's two of them I haven't opened yet. I'll, I'll share those when I open them. My brother asked me, call me every time you open a new one. Okay. Apparently, And, I'm and how many are them. there? There's five. I've already demolished two of them. They're about three inches tall and about two you and a really half inches in diameter. You really took that National uh, Peanut Butter Lovers Week seriously oh, last week, didn't I you? I did. I did. <laughs> One of the things we talk about a lot here on the show is <clears throat> some of the latest scams. Yes. Sadly, there are a lot of them out there. Darn. And many of them specifically target older adults. Mm-hmm. This summer, Daniel Goldstein's 86-year-old mother got an email that looked like it was from her bank. Mm-hmm. She was alarmed because she hadn't spent the money it mentioned, and she called the help number in the email. Oh, boy. The person on the other end of the line asked for her bank account information. No. 
and made her believe she would get her money back. No. Instead, she lost 600 bucks. Last year, consumers of all ages were scammed out of $8.8 billion. And for older adults, uh, the most lost the most money to other age groups. Right. Now, everybody wants to protect their parents and grandparents, but how do you approach them mm-hmm. without being insulting? Right. It's a very tricky thing because you want, you do this because you love them and you yeah. want to protect them, mm-hmm. but there is a line. Yeah. There. Uh, knowing which scams are most common to target older people can be helpful. Mm-hmm. Two of the most common are the grandparent scam and the romance scams. That, according to the director of fraud prevention at AARP. I want to know about the romance scams. Well, I'm just curious. The romance scams uh, reported that people lost $1.3 billion Oh my gosh. Scammers usually contact people through social media and then move the conversation to other apps like WhatsApp or Google Chat. Right. A lot of older adults are going online in the dating world and they're making a lot of online conversations, having a lot of dates, but that leads them to scammers who are then convincing them to give them money and send it overseas. Uh, okay. Yeah. What starts as a simple conversation turns into a sudden romantic connection. By then, the person asks for money because uh, something happened in their lives and they need help. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the Federal Trade Commission, common lies by scammers include, I or someone close to me is sick, hurt, or in jail. Or, I can teach you how to invest. I will say this. How about this? Go ahead. Okay, I'll tell you what. You give me your bank account number. The older person says that too. Who the scammers? And I'll make sure the money gets deposited in your account. But they're not. And here's the thing: mostly it's women, mm-hmm. and they're so excited to be talking about somebody, right. and then they want to trust them mm-hmm. because maybe they had a partner beforehand that they really could trust. Okay. So they yeah. kind of view everybody from that angle. Uh, I talked to mm. a, a lovely woman last last week, and she was married to a, a terrific man for for ages and he died right and she's lonely mm-hmm. and she and i said well have you you know considered like an e-harmony or or something like that and she said well i know there's christian singles and i would like i would not do that i tell you what there's I more weirdness going on the christian sites but they do that because they know people are more trusting, trusting right and and are going to be more vulnerable, and then they know their things to say mm-hmm. to those people. Where if you go with something like an eHarmony, which which does cost, yeah. but these people are vetted more, right? They are, and you get they really sure. are connecting you based on your your interest mm-hmm. and things like that. I know at least two people who had very successful matches mm-hmm. on eHarmony. Yeah, my my brother in law is one of them. Oh, okay. they've been married for 15 years now or something okay. and are just doing great. I'm telling you, the farmers, <laughs> farmers only. <laughs> it looks like they're still taping it with a video VHS. Recorder. Do you have to prove you're really a farmer? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, the other scam uh, is the grandparent scam. That's when someone gets a call from a person impersonating a grandchild, asking them for money to get them out of trouble. Mm-hmm. The first step is to call other family members before taking action with okay. that one. Same thing with calling your bank directly. Right. They say it's also important to have consistent, constant conversations about scams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea of sitting around a table and talking about it, making it more common, yep. uh, almost like 
current events you know this is the last thing that we've seen then it's not so much is you're you know you're not able to take care of yourself let me share this with you but you're just sharing that information inform don't impose Mm -hmm. it's better to take an informative approach rather than an authoritative tone right Parents or grandparents have a lot of expertise in their life topics. If you approach it like you're imposing your own ideas, it might not go over so well. Right. If they fall for a scam, be empathetic. If your family member has already lost money, they recommend you approach the conversation with a lot of empathy. Many times people tend to play the victim. You know, how could you be so foolish to fall for that? How did you think that was a good idea? Really? They're going to ask you for a gift card? I mean... Right. You, you yeah, need to you gotta, avoid that because then they're never going to come to you. Right. Well, that's it. And it says teach family members how to report a scam mm-hmm. that they can go to the FTC's website and, and report it uh, that way. But I do think being very respectful oh, of them is important. I mean, they're already feeling bad enough about this. Right. I'll tell you what, my mother-in-law, I'm so proud of her. She called me the other day just to said, you know, I, I need to go in this site and it's asking me should i accept the cookies i mean so they're they're right. asking good questions that's good and that kind of thing so um when this one person's mom told them he said i was like mom why didn't you call me and uh he said part of the frustration came from the fact that he had a system with his mom where she would call him if she ever felt like something was wrong right and he also felt bad because she was embarrassed yeah. that he was a victim mm-hmm uh, adults, older adults being thrown in a virtual world without a lot of prep, especially during COVID, it's creating oh, some gosh, problems yeah. for was, sure. Mm. So have those conversations and have them often. Yes, no doubt. Eight thirty-one, CBS News brief coming up. Kimberly McBroom, couple of stories. Jen, I'll be back as well. Thanks for being here on this groovy Tuesday. Forty-three degrees in Bedford, forty-one in Lynchburg, forty-four in Roanoke, Danville, and Salem, forty-one in Amherst, forty-three in Appomattox. Well, it was an emotional day in Charlottesville yesterday as we came up on the one-year anniversary since the three University of Virginia football players were shot and killed in a bus coming back from a field trip. Students reflected on what happened last year at memorials across campus. Uh, Students gathered at several events honoring and remembering the three lives lost. At Monday night's candlelight vigil on the lawn at UVA, hundreds of students gathered quietly. Each student brought a candle to the stairs on the south end of the lawn. Students and staff also brought flowers to the new plaques at Scott Stadium. Just to be able to come out here and pray for the families and pray for everyone that knew them. Uh, It was something I was drawn to do, said one attendee. The plaques are a permanent signifier of those young men and students said it was a great way to try to find some semblance of closure. The university unveiled the three plaques in September at a uh, home football game. Students gathering said they've seen the community come together in the past year. They also rang the chapel bells three times in honor of the students. Okay. This holiday season, it's estimated there's going to be 21 million chances you could encounter a drunk driver on the road, and that risk increases with drugged drivers now, thanks Mm. to uh, the passing of marijuana. Thank you, Governor Northam. Uh, Well, they didn't pass it, but they relaxed it, certainly. Mothers Against Drunk Driving has launched a new campaign to encourage safety behind the wheel just in time. For these festival celebrations that we call the holidays, Ashley Francis is the public relations specialist 
from MAD. She's the Mid-Atlantic region. And the name of the campaign is To Get There. To Get There campaign. And uh, it's it's obviously named after we want you to get there. Mm-hmm. So keep your eyes open. Make sure you yourself are not you know consuming too many adult beverages. Christmas parties right around the corner. And just be smart about it. Yeah. You can always go down and get your car the next day. That's the beauty of having things like Uber and Lyft and or just call a friend. Right. And say, hey, I need a ride home. I, I drank a little too much. Yeah. And, and, and it, it is it is important. And and to realize it if you're doing pot, yeah. you're still yeah, you're, not or you're impaired if you're taking you know medication mm-hmm. there's certain medications you're not supposed to right. operate equipment we did that story last week about how um you know being on you know any medication mm-hmm. being sleepy right is just as dangerous as being sure. intoxicated sure so it's definitely something to, to keep in mind and and also just keep in mind too it's better to have your friend a little mad at you because you lined right. up an uber driver you're not going home tonight in your car at least they'll be there to get mad at you yes exactly well it's uh, a lot of people are going to be singing that Mm -hmm. right now as uh holiday season's coming up i was going through the line yesterday i brought my my turkey breast and uh the lady said wait it's thanksgiving is that next week? I'm like, yeah, it is. It's hard to believe, know, but but it is. They're saying the 2023 holiday season will be the busiest ever, according to TSA. Wow. Now we've already had that on June 30th. We mm-hmm. so we we broke that uh, this past summer. Right. But they're saying they're expecting even more. It comes after TSA recorded seven of its 10 highest volume travel days in history in 2023, Mm -hmm. June 30th being the most on record. Right. They say uh, they're anticipating volumes and are working closely with airline and airport partners to make sure they're prepared. The TSA says the holiday season begins with a Thanksgiving travel period between uh, this coming Friday, the 17th, Mm -hmm. ending on Tuesday, the 28th. During that 12-day period, TSA expects to screen 30 million passengers. Wow. Historically, the three busiest travel days are the Tuesday and Wednesday prior to Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and the Sunday afterward. They're projecting to screen 2.6 million passengers on Tuesday alone, 2.7 million on Wednesday, 2.9 on Sunday, and November 26th likely being the busiest travel day. Mm Mm-hmm says the agency will do its best to maintain wait time standards of under 10 minutes for TSA pre-check lanes and under 30 minutes for standard screening lanes. Well, okay. depending on how many people are, that may be a, well, a challenge. that's it. Because this I'd is what get, I worry this about. This is where the two hours might actually apply, get there two hours early. Well, and I think we're seeing this longer period of time because people know if they want to be home mm-hmm. with bells on, they're going to have to make sure they leave a couple of days earlier just to ensure oh, yeah. that yeah. delays, flights get canceled. Depending on where you go, you may want to drive. Right. Or you may be driving anyway. That's exactly right. Uh, prior to this year's record, the TSA processed more than 2.88 million passengers in a single day in December of 2019 before the pandemic. The most recent high volume day 
was uh, 2,797,000 passengers mm-hmm. uh, were processed, amounting to the fifth highest all time. Jeez. So. it's a lot of people moving around. It is. And I'll tell you the other thing I worry about is we've got all these crazy. Oh, I know. People out there hey, chanting death to America. That, that's it. All they have to do, Janet, is a bunch of them go into the airport and they can hold up a flight. Oh, absolutely. You know, they'll just get stupid that way. Right. And, uh, and you know, you also worry about the employees because we're seeing a lot of vacancies, a lot of people having to work overtime. Right. Fill it, um, fill it with an unqualified person, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Americans are saying they're being required to work an exorbitant amount of overtime to compensate for staffing shortages that have plagued the economy. Yeah. 36-hour shifts, 80-hour wow. work weeks. That's not good. And they say they're being burned out. Yeah. In this article that I was reading, they were actually interviewing a Virginia Beach firefighter. Okay. His name is uh, Max Ganano. He was coming off a 24-hour shift on Father's Day when he was told he would have to work another 12 hours. A 24-hour shift? I, I didn't know those existed. Well, with firefighters, they do because they basically live at the firehouse. Well, that's true. You know, that's so, true. Sorry. So they do have that. Yeah. Um, he'd have to work another 12 hours. By the time he got off work at 8 p.m., he had missed the day with his two-year-old and four-year-old, had spent 36 hours straight. Long shifts with little rest and last-minute schedule changes have become routine mm-hmm. for uh, Ganaldigo and his colleagues, who have worked six times the amount of mandatory overtime hours this year than they did before the pandemic. Mm. They say we're seeing it at firehouses, police stations, hospitals, manufacturing plants, they say they're being required to work increasing overtime hours to make up for post-pandemic worker shortages, leaving them sleep-deprived, scrambling to cover child care duties, missing birthdays, holidays, and vacations. Right. And while the extra hours can provide a financial boost, some say the trade-off just isn't worth it. Yeah. In mm-hmm. August, employees reported 9.6 million job openings, an increase of 700,000 from July. Well, I thought Joe was filling all that. I Hey, That's all those 14 jobs million he's new jobs, he said. Yeah. You know? Okay. Uh, it's led to higher demands being placed on the workers who remain, particularly in healthcare, public safety, and transportation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so that's going to include TSA and that kind of thing. Sure. So <laughs> it, it is sad because they are missing it. Right. Especially if they've got young kids, you're not going to get that time back. No. no amount of money is going to get that time back. True. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is um, because it just seems like so many people. I, I know a lot of people who are looking for work and mm-hmm. can't even get a call back. Right. None of that jives. I don't understand how that works. Mm-hmm. We hear all these stories. Right. And then. You know, jobs are plentiful, but jobs are plentiful, but nobody's getting callbacks. It's just weird. Yeah. They uh, say that some areas have recently strengthened a law that prohibits employers from making nurses work past their regularly scheduled hours outside of an emergency or an ongoing surgical procedure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then what happens if they pass laws like that? I mean, are they just going to not have? people taking care of the sick well that's that gonna work well things are gonna get your your wait time is going to be longer to get certain procedures or whatever Mm. you know 
Uh, on one recent shift, some nurses in New York said they had to work from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. waiting for beds to open up mm-hmm. so they could transfer their patients, leaving them just eight hours off work before they had to return to their next shift. So barely any time to sleep at all. Yeah. They say the frustrating part isn't really the overtime. It's that there's no recognition by management that it's even a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Of course, we've been reporting on the uh, the shortages in police departments around the country, including locally. Mm-hmm. You know, we have that well, going we, on. I got, you know, I remember the conversation we had with now Sheriff Ayers. Right. He's... He's going to get busy. Yeah, immediately. Filling those positions, and that's across, really, our, our whole region. Right. You know, you got, there's a lot to be done there, for sure. Chief Booth now up in Roanoke, probably trying to work on that. Yeah. Left Danville, went to Roanoke. Mm-hmm. See if you can turn things around there. So there's a lot going on. Keep you know keep these people in your prayers, too, because they got, they got quite a task ahead of them. You know, I was thinking, Janet, you know, because of the news, that because of what we cover um, we try to inspire because we, we feel like you, you have to even detach yourself from some of your leaders and, and just make it happen anyway. But I, I was just thinking, who, who is out there inspiring people right now? You know, I mean, there's just not a lot. The media, even if there were inspiring people, they probably wouldn't highlight them because it seems like they want to keep everybody down. You played that clip from 1967 yesterday with Paul McCartney, which is worth the, the listen. And talking about drug use and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, you're here promoting it right now. He turned the tables right, on the media. Right, he did. And the media tends to do that. So find your inspiration through your churches and other means. We have a Mentoring, couple of... Uh, those kinds of things. Of voice or text messages i want to catch up on uh we had one text says i've been on 10 hour days for over a year with six hour saturdays a year ago we were on 12 hour days eight hour saturdays man and then uh liz said she met her husband online e-harmony could not have matched me with a better match so i don't know maybe she used christian singles i don't know i i will say i've seen you know me and my true crimes uh i've seen a lot of especially older women right get scammed on the on the christian sites because they are and one was even like a cult thing oh really cult people went after and and that's how they lure people into their cult was on the yeah, oh, but you're not easily fooled, Liz. So you would have seen through that immediately. Yeah, absolutely. I think. Eight forty-seven. We'll have a couple fun stories for you to inspire you for the rest of your groovy Tuesday. Thanks for listening to the Morning Jam. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark, 6 to 9 a.m. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Ring my bell. Ding a ling a ling. 
Oh, wow. It's embarrassing that we like that song so much. I know. Uh, anyway, uh, it is apropos, though. I have a, a bell ringing story coming up for you and some uh, a suggestion from Lester that also deals with bell ringing on how to make your Christmas a little sweeter without spending a ton of money. He says whenever he goes out around the holidays, he likes to pick up a little something for the Salvation Army bell ringers. Yeah. So he'll like give them a little candy cane or a, a little it's candy nice. bar or something like that. Hey, thanks for hanging out there and collecting money. Yeah. I had a, a listener bring me hot chocolate one year. I was ringing the bell. Yeah. I was at the mall. And they had me outside, and it oh, was gosh. bitter cold. Yeah. It was so yeah, cold. Yeah, let me go inside and ring that, that bell. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a song for chapped lips? Because that's what <laughs> I had afterwards. Uh, also, correction on the Liz text, eHarmony did match her. What she was saying was they did such a great job, they right. couldn't have done any better oh, okay. yeah. than that. And you're not alone. I've heard that from, from other people, too, that they just do a really good job with that. Okay. So. Who knew? Did you ever do the online dating thing? No. Yeah, I mean, no, I wasn't interested. No. I mean, I would have been curious about the eHarmony thing, but um, but then you know, my mark walked into my life, and I didn't have to didn't have to look anymore. Gotcha. Because there he was. Yeah, there you go. So the other story about the uh, the bell ringing, uh, Georgia Sheriff's Office shared some security footage. Of a deer that wandered up to the deputy's front door and rang the bell. It's a little buck. <laughs> Look, you see his little antlers there? Yeah. Uh, Cherokee County Sheriff's Office posted the video showing the deer sniffing around the front porch. He ends up ringing the doorbell twice with its muzzle. Be on the lookout for this four-legged ding-dong ditcher, it says. Mm. The suspect captured on video at one of the deputy's homes. That's pretty funny. Wow, that's... We have bear come up on our porch. We've never had a deer come up though interesting well i had that one this morning it wasn't on my porch but it was about five feet away from, uh, about eight feet away from the stoop because that's where i laid the biscuit ah well yeah i had one about five feet away from my hood yeah i know this morning they're yeah, really that out a, that was a close call for you this morning mm, a little bit mm. so there are a lot of people who are using what they can to prevent climate change. Oh, yeah. We're saving yeah. the earth. Mm -hmm. Mother Earth, yes. Right. Now scientists, farmers, and brewers are going to prevent climate change with beer. Really? Yeah. I'm interested. Let's go forward. Right. Uh, apparently, on a bright day this fall, tractors crisscrossed across a farm about an hour outside of Portland. Fourth generation hops farmer. The uh, fall is the off-season when trellises are bare, but recently the farming team has been adding winter barley, a relatively new crop in the world of beer, okay. to their rotation, preparing barley seeds by the bucketful. Wow. In the face of human-caused climate change mm -hmm. impacting water access and weather patterns, a region known for its hops growing, they need new strategies the farm can get to sustain what they produce and provide to local and larger breweries alike. Now, I'm not making fun because we do need to be good stewards of our land always, sure. regardless of what's causing any of the issues. Um, you know what, Janet? Yeah? I'm willing. I'm willing to help the earth. You know what? I'll have me a beer. <laughs> I believe I'll drink all I can haul. 
That's right. That's what it's Well, they're trying to make sure you can still uh, have your beer, uh, (laughs) apparently. I think it makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. They say uh, uh, beer production is going to be infected if they don't do something. Yeah, well. And so they're studying, uh, modeling the effect of climate change on hops Mm -hmm. and looking to make a make a change there okay winter barley may be desirable for craft brewers that have started emphasizing local ingredients that want something grown close by it's also a great cover crop i think that's smart i like it okay i think that's a good idea so a little feel-good story there here's another one All right. it's out of virginia mm-hmm. animal rescuers came to the assistance of a kitten in a storm drain underneath a virginia mall town center mall of virginia beach they went down to assess the situation set up a feeding station to lure the kitten back to the surface mm-hmm. and returned nine days later when the feline took the bait ah. i was able to put some shrimp scampi down there oh my god with grabbers right alongside the pipe so he would have to come out completely in order to eat it as soon as he came out they were able to catch him uh and and they were able to you know to secure that that's so funny um the kitten was dubbed Keegan Nando after a pair of nearby restaurants. Okay. Keegan's Irish Pub and Nando's Perry Perry Chicken. And uh, they're getting him ready for adoption. There you go. Oh, nice. We had huh. the cat, Axel. Right. He We ended up saving him. He rode on. he rode on the axle. On my dad, dad's axle from Charlottesville to Lexington. Which is amazing. It's crazy. That's it's just crazy. amazing. Yeah. But let me tell you, Axel sounded vicious. Really? <laughs> and my, my brother-in-law, you know, Danny, yeah, got on the leather gloves, you yeah. know, up to his arm because he was going to go get that wild cat right. out from under the Suburban. Mm-hmm. And it was, I, it might have weighed three pounds. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> Maybe. It was so tiny. Wow. But now he oh sounded gosh, ferocious. It's amazing how it stayed there. It is. It must have been. It must have been just the configuration of something allowed it to be down in it. Well, because it was so small. Right, right. It was so little. That's why I was sure. amazed it was able to. And had no stay I mean, there. No sense of what's going on. Why am I right. moving? I don't is understand. moving dangerous? Right. I mean, you know, even all those no. things for a cat. And that that cat's still kicking it too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's Has a amazing. little little black studded collar. <laughs> Axel, it's actually a girl, but oh, okay. you know, with a name like Axel, and it's a black cat. Well, wait a minute, because it was you guys. Did you name it Axel Rose? Well, <laughs> we should have. That's right. I don't know. I don't know what her full name is, but <laughs> yeah, you know, she's a she's a she's interesting. Yeah, my sister has also turned into a cat lady. I don't know how that happened. No, not Pam. Yeah, she has two. Oh, Laverne well, have... and Shirley. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have two, so. You know, Bristol and Ramsey, so. Right. Both named for different reasons. You've heard the stories. I won't bore you again. Yeah. But uh, They're great names, though. Yeah, they are. And Bristol is the most loving cat. It, you know, you does, come but up. But does Bristol get a chance to love on you, or do do your littles, are they oh, like, well, they have to be in the other, no, they have to be in the other room. Yeah. It has to be a planned visit. Yeah. So <laughs> when, when it's eating time in the, in the living room, the cats go out and the dogs come in, but you know, there will be love time for the cats, too. Right. They'll come in, especially this time of year when it's getting a little cooler. Oh, yeah. You, you know, you like that little, you little know, snuggle. little heater that's going. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh well, we'll see you tomorrow. Look forward to spending Wednesday with you. Hope you have a great day. Alan York, the voice of the flames. He's going to be on the show tomorrow at 8.06. Fun. Please join us. In the meantime, make today awesome. We'll see you then.